0: Welcome to episode 19 of the Panenka View Podcast. It's a special day. We have completed two months, exactly two months back. The very first episode of the podcast was released and we are on to episode 19. It's been a fantastic journey. It's been great to be a part of this journey. I have with me my co-host, my best friend, Supradeem Gupta. Supro, 19 episodes, two months down the line. How are you feeling today?
1: Yeah, hello everyone. Yeah, it's a surreal feeling. I, can't, I didn't expect at all to complete 19 episodes by the end of December, but here we are, you know, and we have covered so much uh, from Jose Mourinho sacking <laughs> to Unai Miri's progress so far and yeah, it has been an incredible journey.
0: And we are here to talk on the Boxing Day matches. So, so many things happening, some teams losing ground, some emerging as title challengers, uh, teams going away with leads, uh, some uh, shambolic defending in North London. Some injury crisis, a lot to talk to uh, and obviously build up to Liverpool versus Arsenal. But before we go on to the games from the weekend, we must review the games from Boxing Day. And the very first game, Supro, we have to review is Leicester City versus Manchester City. Where Manchester City lost more ground, a 2-1 defeat. Uh, it's, uh, some, it's a rough time for Pep Guardiola's side. Fernandinho missing and in that, all this, Liverpool have gone 7 points clear of them. So, Tubro, take me through that game and what all did you feel after that?
1: Yeah, I was pretty surprised that uh, Manchester City lost again. Another stunning defeat, I must say. Uh, they started the game pretty well. I didn't think they were under any pressure, and they got the opening goal accordingly. Bernardo, Bernardo Silva scored the goal. But then after that, they completely, completely lost their focus. Their passing was erratic. They conceded that first goal to Jimmy Warden, and after that, it never looked like coming back into the game. You know, Sterling's finishing was poor. Kevin De Bruyne couldn't impose himself, and David Silva came off the bench, but obviously he was injured, so it took him time to impose himself, and what a fantastic finish by Ricardo Pereira. Just like Townsend scored against them in at the Etihad Stadium last week, Ricardo Pereira produces a stunner against Manchester City again this week. And one could say that Manchester City are a fantastic team, no doubt about that. Pep Guardiola has been a fantastic side, but they seem to crumble under pressure. Mm. And, and the signs can be noted back since January, when they travelled to Anfield to play Liverpool in the Premier League. And Liverpool won that game 4-3, a very famous victory for them. And one would remember that in the 15-minute spell where they, they scored quick-fire goals, rapid-fire goals, three three goals from Salah, Mane and Firmino. City just couldn't cope with them, couldn't cope with their pressing, couldn't cope with their intensity. And the same thing repeated in the Champions League in at Anfield, where City conceded three goals in the first half. And also, they lost the Manchester derby where they were supposed to lift the Premier League trophy. So one would say that City have shown signs of crumbling under pressure, and even in this season when Liverpool won their game and uh, went above City in the table, City just couldn't handle it, and then they lost successive games to Crystal Palace and Leicester
0: City. So it's a worrying sign for Pep Guardiola and his team. And you, you rightly mentioned in the last episode that you know uh, Pep Guardiola's side have just you know got a proper title challenge after so many years, like the last proper challenge they had was when Real Madrid side had Jose Mourinho. And this has been a season where they look clear favourites. We used to speak about how who will beat them. And now when Fernandinho is gone, one of their key players is missing and they are crumbling. And a very good point again, they are crumbling under pressure. So, pro uh, Fernandinho a big miss. And what will Pep do to address that? Knowing that, you know, there are some key fixtures coming up, especially the six-pointer against Liverpool in a fortnight.
1: Yeah, and it explains why Pep Guardiola wanted Jorginho so badly because clearly Manchester City don't have a backup player for Fernandino. And one must remember that Fernandino is 33 years old. He's not as young as it seems to be. So he cannot play every game. And Manchester City are really missing him. And Pep Guardiola clearly said that he won't spend in the January transfer window. So I'm hoping that he will continue with John Stones. Maybe he'll give Fabian Delph an opportunity in the midfield and put Zinchenko at F back given Mendy's injury. But yeah, they need to sort out the DM issues.
0: And where City are going through a mini-crisis, where they have lost two successive games, uh, in sorry, yeah, two successive games, Spurs and Liverpool have built on it. So, Spurs have leapfrog City and have gone on to second place. You clearly mentioned in one of your tweets today that how they lost to Arsenal and were behind us on GD and now they are ahead of City. And Pochettino's side uh, has scored 11 goals in the past two matches. What has gone so right for them and do you see this form continuing from Spurs? I think it's their mentality because
1: since Pochettino has arrived, Spurs have started to believe themselves even more. You know, I remember in the 15-16 season where Spurs were leading above Arsenal in the final day, and Arsenal won versus Aston Villa in their home fixture while Spurs lost 5-1 to Newcastle, mm-hmm. and also finished above them. And we all thought that maybe this is the same old Tottenham side that crumble under pressure. But in the next season, they finished above Arsenal, and they finished above Arsenal again in the last season. So one must say that there is a change in in mentality for Tottenham because they don't think that like, okay, we have lost a big game, so we are under huge pressure. No. We have lost a game, that's fine. We'll continue to win our next games. And that's has been a massive change brought by Pochettino. Because I I am clearly surprised how they are challenging for the title. They lost to Arsenal 4 2. Yeah. They were behind us Absolutely. in the in the table and now they have leapfrogged us by eight points and they are challenging for the title according to the media and the pundits and the fans. So yeah, I'm very surprised.
0: Do you think Son's departure for the AFC Cup might hurt them Be- or
1: no? Big time. Big time. Because they have players in uh, Eric Lamela and Lucas Mora, but they are not as a potent scorer like does. And Son plays like a second striker sometimes. Correct. You know, he starts at left wing, but he comes in he drifts inside so much. that he and Harry can have formed a brilliant partnership between themselves. And Spurs will miss that.
0: Well, Tottenham Hotspur have lit up the league with their goals so far. And they have, uh, you know, done some extraordinary stuff on the field. FPL has been on the high for those who have Son and Ericsson. Well, coming back to the games, Liverpool versus Newcastle. Liverpool did their job pretty much. 4-0 winners. A clean sheet for Van Dijk who surprisingly was my captain. (laughs) A glitch. And Liverpool are 7 points clear of Man City and 6 points clear of Spurs at the top. So that's a cushion for them going into a tough two games against Arsenal and against City. And... So, pro, there are two more games where we need to talk, both yeah. contrasting. One, Manchester United, who won, who beat Huddersfield. Paul Pogba, the baller, uh, again at the main, at the helm of things, at the main stage of things. And clearly, there were some tweets saying, Mourinho, you messed with the wrong baller. <laughs> <laughs> so, what has Solskjaer done differently that Mourinho couldn't do? I think it's... Clear that he has given the freedom to the players to express as
1: express themselves and play as offensively as they can. You know, I saw a clip of Paul Pogba, which is brighter in a way, and it it didn't seem like he has even kicked a football ever in, ever in his life. He was so bad, and and now I see him scoring two fantastic goals versus Huddersfield and giving a hat trick of assists last week versus Cardiff City. And then there is a complete change of fortune in his performances in his game, and this is just a fantastic turnaround for Manchester United.
0: We were speaking about Paul Pogba, uh, maturity uh, over the last few video episodes. But he's clearly a midfielder to reckon with. Like a guy who could drive the team forward. And you could see that even if the opponents are Cardiff and Huddersfield, the first game you could see how he was linking up with Marshall, Rashford and uh, Lingard. And clearly that four have to start together. And then maybe Lukaku can come on as a sub and when the legs are tired. So Solskjaer has clearly given freedom to the players. And that brings me to Lindelof, who's been an expressive player in the past two games where he was so restricted under Jose. He's been given that freedom to come out of the blocks and go ahead and Mm -hmm. uh, link up in attacks. That's a pretty much improved Man United side. Well, time will tell us where Ole Gunnar Solskjaer takes them. And coming back, To North London, where Brighton drew against Arsenal Mm. 1-1. It felt like a loss yesterday because clearly when the other top five are winning and we needed to win that game, clearly, uh, Supro, The word that comes to my mind is tactical conundrum. Conundrum, clearly. Uh, Ozil subbed off at half time. Yeah. And clearly, when you needed a goal, Lacazette was off. Clearly, he was very, very angry on that because everybody was uh, puzzled over the dubious decision that you need a goal, you take off the most creative player in your squad. Let's say that's a tactical reason, but now you take off a striker. So, you clearly have so many central midfielders with zero creativity. Exactly. How do you comment on that game? Uh, I think Arsenal started alright the, for the first 30
1: minutes, they scored the goal early in the game, fantastic finish by Aubameyang and it didn't seem like Brighton will you know trouble Arsenal but once they conceded that first goal, a defensive mistake by Leic Steiner, a horrible mistake, hmm. Arsenal seemed to go back to their shells, like they suddenly lost their focus, their confidence went down. And it seemed like they wanted to hang on to the one one rather than going for a second goal in the first half itself. Hmm. And coming back to the Ozil substitution, I think it kind of baffled me. And one has to realize that Ozil is not the kind of player who will consistently dominate himself for the whole ninety minutes. He will give you one or two moments, but those moments will make sure that Arsenal will win the game. And he has done that in the past versus Tottenham versus West Bromwich Albion when he scored when he gave an assist to Giroud's header. For, for a 1-0 victory. So, he has done that in the past. He has given those moments where Arsenal dig them, dig, dig, dig themselves out and, you know, get the leading goal or get the equaliser. But Unai Emery clearly doesn't trust him to do that. And also, Ozil didn't mark the goal scorer properly. So, I think Unai Emery was frustrated by that. And I couldn't believe that he took off Lagazette for Aaron Ramsey. I assumed that he wanted to attack more centrally. He wanted to overload the midfield with... Aaron Ramsey, Granit Jaka, Gando, Torreira, because uh, Brighton were keeping a low block as they were holding on to a one-one, and he gave the width to Collison and uh, Lettsiner. So I assume that's the reason. But when you are one-one, when you have when you want to win this game badly because you are in for a top-four contention, you have to keep your both strikers, and they were doing pretty well. Lacazette like was having a very good game and took it, taking off for a six, taking him off on off at 60-minute mark was a bad decision.
0: And Arsenal uh, have struggled in the past few games where they lost to Southampton away. Obviously, they won against Burnley. But they are already short on the defensive side and they ha- then they have this injury crisis. So, the Saturday game against Liverpool will be a big, big test for them now that they know what they are in- going into. And we have pretty much reviewed all the games from the Boxing Day. Another cracking... Uh, uh, Boxing Day fixtures for us, where clearly Liverpool have uh, you know taken a 6-point lead at the top. Spurs have Leapfrog City and Manchester City are clearly in a mini-crisis. So the top 5 as it stands is Liverpool lead the league with 51 points. Then we have Spurs on 45, City on 44, Chelsea on 40 and Arsenal on 38. Where Man United are 6 points behind Arsenal in 32. Well, let's focus our attention to the last weekend of 2018. It's game week 20 and we have a few more exciting fixtures. Obviously, the big one being Liverpool versus Arsenal. Supradeem, Liverpool versus Arsenal is the fixture that everyone has their eyes on. It's the second half of the Premier League season. It's the business end of the season. We are now starting the business end where... The results will matter more and more. Three points will look like six. And a defeat and a draw will be uh, pretty much something that will be like a final nail in the coffin. If we don't capitalize on that. Liverpool versus Arsenal. Klopp versus Emery. The last game ended 1-1 where Arsenal were clearly counted out. But they put in a performance. That was one of the few games where Liverpool dropped points. They don't look like dropping points these days. Yeah. How do you build up to that game? How do you see that pan out? I don't want to get into the t- tactics, but how do you see Emery approach this game?
1: You know, uh, when I was, you know, surfing my YouTube this morning, uh, the algorithm gave me videos of Arsenal losing 4-0 against Liverpool last time. And the videos of Arsenal's vanity popped up. <laughs> and I And I was like, oh my God, if this happens again, you know, it, it will be a disaster for Arsenal. Because... Yes, you are right. The last time we played them at at the Emirates, we performed really well. We put in a good performance, but we had the players to put in a good performance. was fit, Bellerin was fit, Mustafi was fit, Kolasinac put in a good performance. And I think Oberman and Lacazette both started that game. Ozil was in his number 10 position. So we were kind of stable during that game. But now when we go to Anfield, we have, the, we have these issues with Ozil, we have these issues with Ramsey, we have the injury issues where Bellerin is out for the Christmas period. Yeah. Uh, and Emery says that Mustafi may or may not play a part in the game. Hmm. And uh, defensively, we are shambles. So, yeah, there are pending issues for Arsenal going into this game. But I take solace from the fact that we did put in a good for- performance against Liverpool at, the, at Emirates. And maybe we can take confidence from that game. And also, Arsenal... Have to look behind themselves in the table because Manchester United are catching them up really quickly. Hmm. Only six points behind.
0: Absolutely, and the next two fixtures for the next few fixtures are pretty much important for Arsenal. Uh, so, Supra, I'm not going to go into Liverpool's lineup. We know that it's a, uh, it's a compact lineup. It's a thing that they repeat week in and week out. Most informed team in absolutely the absolutely informed. And I'm going to go straight to Unai Emery and his selection. Do you think he will start with Ramsey this game or do you think he will continue with his faith in matthew Guendouzi? Uh, I
1: think he will continue with Guendouzi sim- simply for the fact because Ramsey's contract situation is going on. But I hope he starts Ramsey because we need our big players in a big match against a team that are challenging for the title. And I think he might go with a 4-3-3 formation because at the moment we don't have wingers who can play in a 4-2-3-1 formation. But we do have wide for- we do have strikers who can play as wide forwards. And we have Alex Ivobi as well. So I hope he plays for a 4-3-3, which will also help us to protect our fullbacks. You know, let's start. A- let's Channel his money for an Arsenal fan is a dreadful one-on-one situation. Nightmare. Nightmare for us completely. So I hope Unai Emery does his tactics right. He's done his homework well. And I hope Asif put in a decent performance.
0: Well, there's a question that our viewers have been asking, which I want to ask you as well. Okay. Uh, Ramsey and Ozil Hmm. have clearly not been the favorites in Emery's eyes. In the recent weeks, we've seen some things that have built up. Do you think uh, he's benching Ozil and Ramsey for his ego reasons? Or do you think it's tactical? And also, the fact that... Obviously, the Lacazette substitution uh, substitution was dubious. It raised some eyebrows. Hmm. But do you think he's losing the plot? Is it too early to say that he's losing the plot? He's just five months in his job and he's just got one transfer window where he spent like 50 million. Yeah. Do you think this uh, hatred is justified where the fans are going? Uh, I think the fans are
1: a bit impatient regarding Unai Emery's position at the moment because... It's pretty clear that uh, Unai Emery doesn't trust Ozil as much in the away games, as much, as much in the home games. In the home games, I think Ozil has had almost all of the games against West Ham, I think he didn't play. Against Tottenham, he didn't play. but They started most of the games, but it's the away games that, that is an issue. Hmm. And he has had an issue with Aaron Ramsey throughout the season. I think it has to simply do with the contract issue. Or maybe he doesn't read the player as much as we fans do. But we, we have to also... Taking account the fact that we wanted change was so bad. So, here's a change. Correct. Here's the change that you were hoping for as an Arsenal fan. And change can sometimes be ugly. Change change can sometimes be not welcome. Not something that you were hoping for. And the manager expects, expects different things from his players. Like, he expects more defensive work from Mesut Ozil. But Mesut Ozil cannot provide that because that's not his game. So, yeah, there are differences in opinion, difference in the way both, both the manager and the player look look. As to how the game is played, but we have to keep our faith in the manager because he's only five months into the job, hmm. and he's obviously building a team for the future. And the main goal this season is to simply qualify for the Champions League, and from there on, we can you
0: know decide which players we want and which players we don't. And uh, we've seen what you know the faith can do in a manager. We are seeing Klopp's Liverpool, what faith and right investments can do. Yeah, Emery clearly doesn't have the players that he wants. Add to that the injury crisis and a very key point where a lot of people miss is that this is the first time he's handling a busy Christmas period. So he has his style of playing and he has his way of doing things. But clearly there should be more faith. I think this is just the, the 21 game, the 22 game unbeaten run has spoiled everyone. Clearly no one expected it to be so good that, you know, now, now that we have we have lost some of the games and drawn a few, it feels like what are we doing? Exactly. And it feels like a limbo. But clearly there should be trust in Emery. Yeah. And he should be given at least two seasons. At least two seasons. This let this season pass by. Let let there be three windows gone, four windows gone and then we can see where it takes us. Maybe we can go to the Champions League final. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I think his proactiveness has surprised Arsenal fans a bit too much. Because yeah.
0: Arsenal fans aren't used to having substitutes at half time absolutely 70 minute the 70 minute mark was a benchmark for yeah. us and so, 70 yeah. and plus so Supro, liverpool versus arsenal will uh, let's see how that game pans out well i'm not going to go to the temple and clearly there will be prayers but let's see not all players are prayers are answered so we move on to man united versus bournemouth yeah uh, man united versus bournemouth again at old Trafford. bournemouth a tough opponent for them their first real test since solsha's appointment yeah, but on current form, Bournemouth are an easy fix for United. They
1: lost five nil to uh, yeah Tottenham. Tottenham. They Correct. lost two 0 to Wolves. They also lost another game in the midweek in the weekend. So Bournemouth are in real
0: bad situation. I think they have lost seven of the last nine games in the Premier League. When what looked like Europa is now like a mid table finish for yeah. them. So clear win for United. Then? Yeah, yeah, clear win for United. Also, the team that is in uh, the headlines is Manchester City. How do you see their next fixture pan out?
1: Yeah, well, uh, Manchester City plays Southampton away. And Southampton are on the rise with the new appointment in Ralph and They play West Ham soon. So, let's see how that result goes for them. And Pep Guardiola has to bounce back. Because after this game, it's Manchester City versus Liverpool, And, you know, he cannot afford to lose any more ground. He's already six points behind. Seven points behind. Correct, him. correct. Seven points Leopold. behind. Liverpool. So, if there's another loss or another draw... It can be terrible for them.
0: Spurs play Wolves. That looks like a routine win for them, unless uh, we unless the Premier League has surprise under the sleeves. But it's pretty much that we are into the business end of the season. We are, uh, Liverpool look like the team that can now go on and win the title. Obviously, Penny would be coming at us saying that it happened in the past two season, two times in the last decade that they have slipped up. The only team to have slipped up after Christmas. But they, we we were building up to this on the video episodes as well, where we said they now have the stability, they now have the depth, they now have the direction, they now have the passion to go and, you know, get that uh, league which is invincible. <laughs> Do one question, one more question, which, you know, you can answer uh, pragmatically if you want. Liverpool winning the league or Spurs winning
1: the league? Well, we- Liverpool win the league without having a shadow of a doubt. You know I can't stand Tottenham, and if Tottenham win the league, I think I have to be in hiding for a long, <laughs> long time. I can, you know, accept the fact that Liverpool have won the title because they are—they used to be a very big club in England. They still are a big club, but they are a sleeping giant, which has finally woken under you the tutelage of Jurgen yeah. Klopp. Yeah. So even if they win the league title, yeah, it will be very hard to bear the Liverpool fans. But <laughs> you know that they have been there before. And one expects them to challenge the title, but Tottenham, come on! The last time they
0: won the title was way back in 1960. When Wilshire was Wilshire was not even born. When yeah, Wilshire's, Wilshire's grandfather, grandfather yeah, went to school, 1961. Correct, yeah. <laughs> correct. And guys, uh, we've pretty much done everything uh, on the Panenka View podcast episode 19 today we have completed two months as you know it's been a fantastic journey thank you everyone for supporting us we look forward to many more such episodes and some exciting content from the footballing world well don't make don't forget to listen to us on the audio platforms google Podcasts, and itunes a a big shout out again to anchor who's made this possible who's made our dream of coming on audio platforms possible we are on 11 platforms including hub hopper who has just added us to their audio platforms so we have some pretty exciting news coming in the next few episodes as well we'll keep you entertained and i hope that you have a great weekend happy new year in advance this is your host prasad bhutkar and co-host supratim gupta signing out bye bye